Watch This, a podcast for Arkham Horror the Card Game. Hello everyone and welcome to Watch This, the fourth episode of my audio-only podcast about Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm John, you may have seen me on on Discord and on Arkham DB as Monotone, and today I'm going to be taking Frank's Norman deck through the Wages of Sin. Um... So we have uh, skulls in the bag. Skulls are minus X, where X is one higher than the number of copies of unfinished business in the victory display. So at the start of the game, that's minus one. Uh, Cultists are minus three. And until the end of the round, each heretic enemy in play gets plus one fight and plus one evade. Elder things are minus two. If you fail and this is an attack or an evasion attempt, resolve each haunted ability on your location. Uh, And there are no tablets in the bag, so I read that out. Um, We start at Hangman's Brook. And to the uh, west is the Haunted Fields, and to the east is the Abandoned Chapel. Uh, There's a clue where we start, and there are two clues on the Haunted Fields and the Abandoned Chapel. Um, Agenda 1A is the Hanged Man, number 12. Surrender yourself to the path of sacrifice. Consider the good of all before you act. Let go. And it has a doom threshold of 8. Act 1A is In Pursuit of the Dead. You have come to Hangman's Hill to investigate reports of ghost sightings and strange activities in the woods the last few nights and to learn more about the witches who had once hid in Arkham's past, witches who have since emerged from the shadows in pursuit of some unholy purpose. Locations cannot be flipped over and we need three clues per investigator, so that's three because I'm playing on my own, uh, to advance the act. Um, So I think that's all of the stuff I need to say at the beginning. Let's draw an opening hand. We see Shriveling. Hawkeye Folding Camera, Shortcut, Eureka, The Vengeful Hound, which we set aside, and Mr. Rook. Now, this is a pretty amazing hand. Um, It's got everything I'd want to play early doors in it. Um, I think, given that I've got Mr. Rook, I can safely mulligan Eureka. And again, I tend to think of Shortcut as better late game tech than early game. Uh, So I think I'm going to mulligan Shortcut. That leaves me with Shriveling, Hawkeye Folded Camera, Mr. Rook, which is a little bit expensive, but um, I do want to get all three of those down early if I can. So I think I'm just going to try and save up my pennies. Um, And I draw into Premonition and Delve Too Deep. I shuffle the cards I've set aside into my hand. I was kind of hoping I might draw into a um, Crack the Case, um, but I haven't. Uh, But that's fine, that's fine. We'll, We'll be okay. Um, so I think probably first turn is going to be play Mr. Rook, play the camera, and then investigate and hope not to see... Oh, no, hang on. Actually, maybe a bit... Well, let's see what's the top card of my deck. The top card of my deck is Deduction. And I start in a location that has a clue. So I actually think my start is going to be to play Shriveling and the Hawkeye Folding Camera, and then next turn i can try and get rook down take a couple of resources perhaps um and play rook reason for this being if i draw an enemy i want to be able to shrivel it and i want to grab this clue so i want um ideally i want the camera down so i can start charging it up um that was my first two actions third action i'm going to investigate i'm five on four it's an elder thing uh, so that's a minus two, but I wasn't doing an attack or an evasion attempt, so nothing bad happens. Um, 
the enemy phase, there's no enemies. And in the upkeep phase, I draw this copy of deduction off my deck, take a resource, and the next card on my deck is another copy of Shriveling. And then in the Mythos phase, I put a Doom on the agenda, and I draw Centuries of Secrets from the non-Spectral uh, Encounter deck. So this, this scenario is a bit weird. It's got two Encounter decks, and you draw from each one, depending on whether you're in a Spectral or non-Spectral location. Um, so I've drawn Centuries of Secrets. I test five heads. So I'm on four heads at the moment. And for each card, each point I fail by, I discard the top card of my Encounter deck, and if I discard a curse as a result, I deal a direct damage to myself. So, I'm four on five. And I draw the skull. So I discard, I go down to three on five, and I discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. So, I've discarded a Coven Initiate and a Bedeviled, neither of which is a curse, so I don't take a damage. Brilliant. Okay. So I've got one resource, and I've got deduction in hand. So my inclination is to head to the abandoned chapel grab both of those clues and then come back to hangman's brook because i can grab both the clues with the deduction i've drawn and that seems like good action compression and it means i can charge up my camera once the question is do i do that at the abandoned chapel or haunted fields perhaps i do it at the haunted fields because i think that might work well yes yeah, so first action move to the haunted fields and then second action I'm going to commit deduction to investigate. I'll be six on three. Minus two. Brilliant. So I grab both of these clues. I'm going to put a horror token on Haunted Fields to remind myself that I've used the camera there. And I'm going to put a resource on the camera. So I'm now on five will. Uh, and then as my last action, uh, do I... Do I stay in the Haunted Fields or do I move back to the brook? I move back to the brook. Okay, so that was my last action. Um, in the upkeep phase, I draw the copy of Shriveling that's on top of my deck. And the new card on top of my deck is Knowledge is Power. I take a resource. Uh, and then in the Mythos phase, we put a Doom on the agenda. And I draw from the non-Spectral Encounter deck. Um, so, Coven Initiate. Um, which is two fight, two health, and two evade. And on revelation, I discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. Uh, and if it causes the encounter deck to run out of cards, I draw the topmost hex. Um, but fortunately, it doesn't. Um, so it's a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Um, so I think I'm just going to try and shrivel it. I'll be shriveling on seven against two, which seems pretty good. Um, so yeah, let's just try and shrivel it. Or... Do I play Knowledge is Power off the top of my deck to do that without spending an action? Because it is there, and it does seem like it would be a nice thing to start cycling through my deck and perhaps get a crack the case or something. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to use the Knowledge is Power off the top of my deck. The new card on the top of my deck is Eureka. So, I'm going to use my Shriveling without spending a charge. Minus four, which is successful. So I shrivel the Covenant Initiate. I didn't have to spend a charge, and that didn't cost me an action. So I've got three actions left. Um, so I think my first action is going to be head to the abandoned chapel, and then my second action is going to be to investigate to grab a clue. Skull, get one clue. And then second action, I'm going to investigate. Sorry, third action, I'm going to investigate again. 
skull, grab another clue, uh, which means I can charge up my camera and I put another horror this time on the abandoned chapel. Now, the abandoned chapel does give me minus one to each of my skills during the mythos phase, which could be a little bit hairy. I'm just hoping I don't draw anything I'm bad at in the mythos phase. In upkeep, I take Eureka off the top of my deck and I reveal a copy of Eureka. Um, well, I swear I shuffled this deck, um, but random chance just prevails. A doom goes on the agenda and I draw diabolic voices. Test three heads. So I'm on five heads, but I get minus one because I'm at the abandoned chapel. For each point I fail by, I discard a random card from my hand. Okay. I'm going to play Premonition um, to let myself grab a... It's a um, Cultist token. So a Cultist is minus three. I am um four on three so i need to commit two heads to be okay which is actually really annoying because i've got um i've got shriveling in hand i've got rook in hand and i've got eureka in hand and those are my only heads and i'm wondering whether i commit rook which seems like a terrible idea but is it is it a worse idea than commit shriveling i don't think it is yeah so i will commit mr rook and eureka to pass um cultist goes back in the deck diabolic voices goes away and i get to search the top three cards of my deck for a card the top three cards are eureka working a hunch and the vengeful hound well i won't take the vengeful hound um working hunch doesn't seem that great maybe i take eureka yeah i'll take eureka and i'll shuffle up and just hope that whatever i draw whatever's at the top in a minute is something a bit more useful um so I've got an extra evidence on my camera. So I'm now five, six, two, one. And I've got three actions. There's one more clue on the hangman's brook. And I think I'm going to go and get that clue before I advance the act, just because I seem to recall once things get going in this scenario, you don't have an awful lot of time. So card on top of my deck now is a storm of spirits, which is nice, but not. Not necessarily exactly what I was looking for. Um, okay, I'm going to move to Hangman's Brook. First action. Second action, I'm going to investigate. And I'm going to commit a Eureka. So I am seven on four. Ah, uh, it's a tentacle. Okay. Um, well, I'll go six on four. My third action. Cultist. Uh, I fail. Um, and that's the end of my turn. Well, that is a bummer. Okay. Well, I draw this copy of Storm of Spirits in upkeep. I take a resource. The next card on top of my deck is Crack the Case. Brilliant. Uh, take a resource. Oh, no, sorry. I already did that. Put a Doom on the agenda and draw a Priestess of the Coven. So uh, they have Retaliate. Uh, she has... 2-3-2, uh, but because there are two witches in the discard pile, um, she actually has 4-3-4, uh, which is quite nasty. Um, what do I do? I think I Storm of Spirits her. I've got enough credits. I've got, I've got, got four resources, and it would mean I kill her in one go. So yeah, let's play. let's pay three resources. Play Storm of Spirits. And um, I'm attacking at 
five, six, seven, seven on four. Minus two, brilliant. So um, don't take the two damage from Solar Spirits. The Priestess gets discarded, which is good. Um, and I've got two actions left. Let's try and grab this clue one more time. Because I've got Crack the Case and the Shroud here is four. So six on four, plus one, brilliant. Grab this clue, play Crack the Case off the top of my deck to gain four resources. I've got one action left. The top card of my deck is an astounding revelation. That's a shame. Um, one action left. I think I'm going to advance the act here now. Or do I put down my extra copy of Shriveling before I do? Yeah, I'm going to pay three and put down my extra copy of Shriveling before I advance the act. And I'll advance it at the start of my next turn. Um, so I've got two copies of Shriveling, each with four charges. And I have a Hawkeye folding camera that's currently giving me uh, plus one will, plus one intellect, and plus one sanity. In the upkeep phase, I draw a standing revelation and reveal knowledge's power, and I take a resource. And then in the mythos phase, I put a doom on the agenda, goes up to five doom, draw the top card of the um, non-spectral encounter deck, which is a coven initiate, who makes me discard a copy of evil past and a copy of diabolic voices, and engages me. So, um, I think I've got to shrivel the Coven Initiate before I advance the act. So I spend an act, I spend a charge off one of my shrivelings, and I attack. I'm seven on two. Skull, that's a dead initiate. And then I will advance the act. Act 1B, the barrier between. Soft chanting guides you to a gloomy clearing near the abandoned chapel. A circle of witchweed surrounds the clearing, swaying gently in the breeze. At the centre of the clearing, a cloaked woman kneels in front of an unmarked grave, far from the remainder of the graveyard. You watch in quiet for a few minutes while the woman sings an old, sombre melody. It reminds you somewhat of a child's lullaby, soothing but with a dark gravity that betrays its purpose. As soon as the song ends, the woman cloak dissolves into mist and she vanishes in a swirl of shadows. Spawn a set-aside heretic enemy at the... Gallows, the Heretic's Graves, the Chapel Attic, and the Chapel Crypt. So those are the extreme locations of the map. Add two clues to each of the locations and add one per investigator clues to each other location. Um, that's actually annoying because the Abandoned Chapel and the Haunting Fields are worth victory points. And they now have a clue on them each. So, yeah, that is, you know, a little bit of a bummer. Um... And then because I have three mementos listed under mementos discovered, I understand the tragic li lyrics behind the witch's song. And I put into play a set-aside spectral web asset under my control. So that's a zero-cost asset, no icon spell traded. Um, as an action, I can spend uh, one to three clues as a group uh, and fight. Use this ability only to attack a geist enemy. You may choose to use your... Uh, will instead of your combat for this attack you get plus x uh, skill and plus x damage where x is the amount of clues spent to trigger the ability um, and that's one of the reasons why i wanted those extra clues before i advanced um, act 2a is in pursuit of the living with the mist comes the remnants remnants of the past witches who were executed hundreds of years ago and whose hateful spirits have returned to wreak vengeance upon the living if you can banish them you might learn more of the coven secrets uh, as a free action, I can flip my location over. Uh, I can do that once per round at each location. 
I can't discover clues at non-spectral locations, and my objective is to banish as many heretics as I can. If there are four copies of Unfinished Business in the Victory display, I can advance. So I've got two clues. Each of these heretics have four fight, two health, and three evade, but they get plus two investigator per investigator health, so they're actually on four health. And while they're at non-spectral locations, they can, they gain aloof, but they can't be engaged or damage. Um, you can spend a clue to parley, looking at the heretic's other side without revolving, resolving sorry, its text. And if you defeat the heretic, you flip it over and resolve the text on its other side. Um, so, I think I'm going to, for my second action, move to the haunted fields. And then for my third action, I'm going to flip it and then I'm going to investigate so um, it's got a shroud of three when it's flipped and the haunted value is move the nearest spectral enemy once towards the haunted fields. So I'm six on three, zero, I grab this clue. And then it's the enemy phase, but none of these enemies have hunter, so I don't need to worry. And then I draw the knowledge's power off the top of my deck. I take a resource and I reveal an ethereal form on top of my deck before going into the mythos phase. Okay, so a doom goes on the agenda. So draw an encounter card from the spectral encounter deck. It is a wraith. It spawns engaged with me, and when it is defeated by damage except from a spell or relic, um, you attach it to its location, and that location gains a haunted effect. Fortunately, I have two copies of Shriveling Dam. So first order of business is to shrivel the wraith. I'm seven on two, because it's got a fight of two. So I could use Knowledge's Power, but at the moment I feel like I'd be better off saving that for combat against a heretic. So, Skull, I defeat the Wraith, and it goes in the Spectral Discard pile, because I defeated it with a spell. I've got two actions left. Um, I think my best play is probably to go to one of the locations next to me, flip the flip the card, and try and defeat the heretic. So I think, I mean, I'm hoping that I can do that. So um, I've got a choice of the heretic's graves or the gallows. Um, I think I'm going to go for the gallows. Why not? The gallows were decommissioned in 1901 after the execution of serial murderer Piper Thomason. Even so, the wooden platform still stands atop Hangman's Hill, a memorial to the brutality of humankind. I move there, and the heretic is aloof, but I'm going to flip the gallows. And um, that means that the heretic comes to say hello to me. Um, and I'm going to try and do it in. I've got three clues, so I'm going to spend all three and use the spectral web. Um... I'm going to choose to use my will, which is five. I get plus X uh, for the number of clues, which is eight. And then I deal four damage if I succeed. Occultist, which is minus three. Um, each heretic gets plus one fight and plus one evade. Um, but I still succeed because I'm eight on four. So eight on five is still a success with the minus three. And I flip the heretic. No. Oh, goodness. Okay, 
Unfinished business. Come join us. The spectre's voice is soothing and melodic. Its words seem to make sense. You can at last be at peace. All you have to do is take its hand. Flip this card back to its enemy side. It makes an immediate attack, which is a damage and a horror. So I'm on three damage and one horror now. Um, For the remainder of the scenario... The enemy cannot be defeated by any means. Its parley ability can only be activated while at a spectral location and it costs plus one per investigator clues to trigger. The next time the side is resolved, the ghost is banished instead. Now, this is a real... uh, One of the things I really hate about this scenario is that it says, like, oh, you know, go and defeat these people and then half the time defeating them is the wrong tack to take. Um, I say half the time. I think there are two out of the six heretics you can spawn that end up doing that instead of something else Uh, and it's just bad luck if you get one um but yeah so it attacks me i've not got any actions left and i can only parley and i've run out of clues i guess i guess i need to try and evade it next turn but at the moment i can't do that so um it's going to attack me again so it does another damage and another horror four and two i draw ethereal form in the upkeep phase and reveal an astounding revelation i take a resource the agenda goes to um seven doom and i draw from the spectral encounter deck a burdens of the past revelation if there are no copies of unfinished business in my threat area it gains surge well it gains surge and it surges into a malevolent spirit which spawns in the chapel attic or chapel crypt which is the other side of the map um while it's at a spectral location it gets hunter and gets plus one damage and plus one horror and when it's defeated by damage except from a spell or relic instead of discarding it heal damage from it exhaust it and move it to any spectral location if able um okay so um i am engaged with a heretic i need to get um i need to get two clues so i can parley with it to defeat it there are two clues on my location which has a shroud of five at the moment i'm investigating at six um so that's not particularly useful um so i think my best play is probably okay so i'm going to spend two resources to play ethereal form um, which lets me evade adding my will to my skill value so in this case that is um four five six um I am going to, so I'm six on three, um, and I don't have any feet in hand, so I'm just six on three. Minus three, I'm fine. I evade the heretic. That's action one. Action two, I'm thinking I'm going to move down to the heretic's graves and try and grab one of those clues, flip the location over, make it spectral. The heretic there won't engage me because I'm ethereal. It will engage me next turn, but if I shrivel it twice, I can flip over the, flip it over and see what the case is on the other side. And then hopefully I can come back up here and parley with this after that's done. So I'm going to go down to the heretic's graves. Um, so it's got a shroud of seven, but I get to add my will to my intellect, which means I'm um, 11 on seven. So I will investigate for my last action. Plus one, I get a clue. End of my turn. So I gain a resource and I draw the standing revelation off the top of my deck, revealing another copy of a standing revelation. Okay. Um I should have played Rook, but like I just needed those shrivelings down and well, 
it was just bad luck that I haven't seen another one and that I had to commit the first one. Um, okay, Doom goes on the agenda, which will flip. Death's Descent. The sobs of the dead echo throughout the woods, accompanied by murmured promises and whispered threats, but when the spectral mist blots out the sky, all turns quiet and still. Your hair stands on end and you begin to tremble. Every fibre of your being screams flight. The hunter has smelled the blood of its prey and now it has come to claim your fate. Flip. Each location to its spectral side, put the set-aside spectral watcher enemy into play at Hangman's Brook, which is two two locations away from me at the moment. Shuffle the remainder of the set-aside the watcher encounter set into the spectral encounter deck along with the spectral discard pile. Okay, so I've done all of that and I draw an encounter card, which is Fate of All Fools. I must decide, put one into play in my threat area, a co- an investigator with another copy of it takes two damage or plays one doom on another copy. Now, there are no copies in play yet, so it goes into my threat area. Um, I am now in combat with a heretic at the heretic's grave. There's one clue left here. And I am going to first action play Knowledge's Power to shrivel this heretic without spending an action. Um, um, seven on four. The cultist. So I believe drawing the cultist means I fail because the heretic now has a fire of five and I test it at seven, which is a bit of a bummer. So I think I'm going to try again at two up and just hope that I don't see the cultist. I spend a shriveling charge this time. Tentacle. So I take a horror. Oh, I uh, should have taken a horror from the last one too because it was a face token. Shrivel again. Tentacle. Take another horror. Shrivel again. Minus four. So um, I've got three shriveling charges left. Uh, I've got four sanity left the heretic's going to attack me so i take a damage and a sanity draw this copy of astounding revelation in the upkeep phase um take a resource the new top card of my deck is the 13th vision which i immediately draw uh, which means i failed ties um doom goes on the agenda and i draw from the spectral encounter deck bane of the living curse spectral peril Either choose an unfinished business card in play and flip it to his heretic side, which I can't do, or I discard cards from the top of the Spectral Encounter deck until I discard a Geist and spawn it engage with me. Aha! First card, Malevolent Spirit, spawn engage with me. It's got a fight of two. Um, So I will try and shrivel it. Minus one, shriveled spirit, two charges left on shriveling. Shrivel the heretic now, I'm three up, but I'm failing ties. Zero, two damage. One more shriveling charge, one more action. So I draw the elder thing, which is a minus two, which means I'm one up, which means I pass, and this heretic is shriveled. Oh, well, okay. So, I can't be dead. Keziah promised we cannot die. The spiteful wraith does not relent. Your words cannot reach it. But perhaps you can lay it to rest by force. Flip this card back to its enemy side. It makes an immediate attack, which will defeat poor Norman. 
Um, and then, yes, so a bunch of other stuff. So I think I got slightly unlucky here because I think I'm right in saying there are only two cards that when you defeat them um, as part of the... Um, when you defeat them and they flip to their unfinished business side, I think there are two heretics that flip over and immediately attack you. And um, those two were the two that I tried to fight first um, out of a possible six. So I think I did get quite unlucky there. Um, but also I think probably did take the wrong line of play when it was a choice between discarding. I, I could have committed the second copy of Shriveling or committed Rook. And I was worried about enemy management. And to be fair, I do only have two charges on my... Like, I've got zero and two charges on my two copies of Shriveling. So, like, I think that was probably still a reasonable worry. But Rook would have let me go through and find my Crystalline Elder sign and, and stuff like that that might have made it a little bit easier to get on. Um... Um, so at the end of the game, I've got one victory point on the Haunted Field, which I did successfully clear out of clues again after the beginning of the game. So I'm wrapping up with a mighty one victory point. I don't recall how much experience you get in the campaign resolution. So let's just very quickly see how we did. So we unleash four heretic enemies into Arkham. We earn one experience pretty tasty good stuff one xp could have been better but yeah i think in general a little bit of bad luck um but that's arkham horror sometimes it doesn't go your way um thank you very much everyone for listening shorter episode <laughs> this week um and i will see you next week for more circle undone times goodbye <laughs>